Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled. And Alvarez is toward the corner. Get out, Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Welcome to week 14, the last week of June, about halfway through the MLB season. What's going on, everybody? If you have playoffs that started, you know, around week 20, it's getting pretty close to crunch time. It's getting pretty important right now. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Scott White on Monday, June 25th. And we are going to recap the weekend. Oh, I should have queued up some Justin Bieber music. That's my bad. I didn't do it. I guess it's not too late, right? Right, guys? What's, what's going on? What's the Justin Bieber song? I don't know. Just to, when we talk about Shane Bieber, I figure we're going to talk oh, about Shane Bieber. Of course. Scott. Of course. Come on, Scott White. I, I don't know. My head's you, not in the game. Sorry. You let us all down. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Uh, we, do we have a new segment, Heath? I hope we do. What is it? Adam Azer. Yeah, like, add them, comma, Azer. Well, you want to start? Give me, give not, me. it's Adam. Wait, Azer. yeah, but. Adam. Like, U-M. Adam. Adam. Add apostrophe M. It's a play on words. Yeah, of course. Well, wh- why don't we start it? Tell me who to add. Give me a hitter to add, Heath. I want to add Jake. Bowers and I'm a little like I'm kind of struggling a little bit with why he isn't higher owned. He's 22 years old. He's got a 914 OPS since he's been called up. He's been the number 30 outfielder in points and he's done all this. And I would actually say he's been a little bit unlucky so far. Listen, he's on a team that's not very good. I don't think the Rays are going to lead the league and run scored or anything. But with his type of production so far, you wouldn't expect that he would have five RBI in 17 games. His plate discipline has been outstanding, 18% walk rate. I I think this guy should be probably twice as owned as he is. He's just 32% owned right now. That's probably fair. I mean, 64% is still unowned in the majority of mixed leagues, and that's kind of like, I haven't felt the need to add him in a mixed league yet. Uh, obviously, the minor league track record is 64% suspect. is unowned. Yep. In a, I, I did not mean that, so let me clarify. I do think he should be owned in, in at least half of mixed leagues. So, Yeah, I, that kind of threw uh, me. I may have, I may yeah, have overstated it. But, <laughs> kind of but like 64% is obviously not very widely owned. You're you're in the same range as like... Uh, uh, it's right around you, know, you the, kind of, the, kind of, the kind of hitters that show up on my top 10 sleepers hitters list, which, you know, obviously I'm calling them sleepers because people don't have a lot of confidence in them. And it is right around Yuli um, Gurriel, who is hitting well. Who would you guys rather have, Yuli Gurriel, who has homered in two straight games, or Jake Bowers? I'd rather have Bowers. But, like, I'd rather have Aguilar than both, you know? I'd rather have both than Aguilar right now. Wow. Man. Really? What did Aguilar have to do? He single-handedly won the Brewers the game over the he weekend. He did, it's true. Like, he got their only two hits, and they were both home runs. He, he's going to have to convince them to play him every day. He's pretty close. Yeah. He, most every day. He did sit Sunday, I believe, which was kind of annoying. All right, Jake Bowers, look, I mean, you talk about the OPS. He's never had an OPS over 800 at any stop in the minors. It's over 900 right now. And it's a, it's largely walks, 13 walks in 17 games. Why aren't people on to him? He's got only two home runs, I guess, batting what, like 250? But as he yeah. said, 
two two home runs and they've come in his last two games. So, um, and and look, no, Bowers had a home- player. That, it's Yuli that's homered in two straight games. Yeah, but not Bowers. Okay, sorry, I was looking in the RBI column, but he did hit one of his home runs on Sunday. He did, yes, Bowers. off a lefty. Um, like he's the kind of player who I feel like I tend, I normally like more than most because the minor league track record, like there d- doesn't show a lot of power there. But I'm just hopeful it translates to more in the majors, and I like good plate discipline guys, which I think he clearly is. But I'm not so hopeful. I mean, right now he's. Like he's hitting like 22% fly balls. Like it's the kind of ratio we always give Eric Hosmer grief for. I will say yeah, but because he has a 33% line drive rate. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Let's wrap it. But I mean, the- Jake Bowers. I'm done. I'm moving on. Scott, do you have another hitter you'd like to nominate for an addition, or would you like to give a pitcher? I'll give a pitcher. Okay. And that pitcher is Shane Bieber. Is that how that yeah. song goes? Thank you. This is a good rendition. Thank you. Um, yeah, Shane Bieber obviously was brilliant on Friday. Nine strikeouts to one walk and seven shutout innings. 18 swinging strikes. The caveat is he was facing the Tigers, who have been giving up a ton of swinging strikes to every pitcher lately, making them look amazing. But Shane Bieber was amazing in the minors this year before getting the call up. And he was pretty good in his previous start. Gave up a lot of hits, but otherwise was good. And I just think, like, he has the cut with, with elite control and the ability to pitch deep into games right out of the minors. That's, that's a rare find off the waiver wire, uh, at starting pitcher these days. And I, I think he's a big priority. Bieber and, uh, and Shelby Miller. Are owned in about the same amount of leagues, which I think is insane. Like that's a runaway for Bieber. Yes. And, uh, so the top three players on the most added list, which we'll get into a little bit later, is Freddie Peralta one, are Freddie Peralta one, Shane Bieber two, Shelby Miller three, and Peralta's 80% owned, Bieber 50%, Miller 42%. Heath, your thoughts on Peralta, Bieber, Miller? Well, I actually had another starting pitcher that's kind of in, in that group at 64% owned. And he pitched on Saturday five shutout innings. Marcus Stroman ah. is just 64% owned. And I, I know I've been the anti-Marcus Stroman guy for like the last three years. That's only because people were talking about him like he could be a fantasy ace. Marcus Stroman always should have been and always should be universally owned. Yeah. He had a, t- he had a terrible stretch to start the year. And I don't, I think like we, we talked about it in spring training. I was worried that he had a shoulder injury and they were acting like it was no big deal and then he was really bad. But when Marcus Stroman is Marcus Stroman with the ground balls, with the elite control, he had both on Saturday, he should be owned in every single league and he should be mostly be started universally. Yeah, but he's doomed because he is the third player that I have been stashing forever in like four leagues to go with Adam Eaton and Greg Bird. And we know how the first two have gone. So, Strowman, let's hope for better luck. Yeah, you're right, Heath. I mean, Strowman, uh, I guess the only thing I'd say about Strowman is low K rate, high whip, and probably not going to get a ton of wins. He's a great yeah. points league pitcher. Is he, does he need to be, does Strowman need to be universally owned in categories leagues? I actually dropped him in the one league I drafted him, which was a 10 team league, and I did not re-add him this weekend. I, he was on the list of players to re-add. I just didn't have anybody I wanted to drop for him. 
So, and I, uh, I like, think it's possible that like you could look at your roster and say, I don't have room for Marcus Stroman. What I don't think is possible is that 10 teams or 12 teams in a league could look at their roster and say, I don't have room for Marcus yeah. Stroman. Yeah, that's probably true. I would have had to drop somebody like, uh, well, Luke Weaver probably would have been the easiest one to drop, but he just had a great start yesterday, so I didn't want to do that. Okay. Would you guys and, rather have Bieber? Like Jake Junis, Kevin Gosman. Oh. Was that Adam? B- Bieber or, uh, or Strowman? I'll take oh, Strowman. Bieber. I made sure Bieber was zoned in all my leagues. Yeah, I'll take Strowman over Bieber. Uh, you know, I'm kind of interested that you did, that you wouldn't drop Gosman or Junis for Strowman, Scott. I mean, Junis, we had a lot of faith in him until like three starts ago, right? It's just been a really ugly stretch. I think he deserves more leeway than that. And, um, Gosman, you know I like Gosman. Splitter. Yeah. See, I, I think just, that's going to pay off for him at some point. I okay. don't think Ju- Ju- Junis or Gosman have ever cracked my top 50. They've just been right in that 50 to 60 range. And it, like if Marcus Stroman's back, then he is a, he's a top 50 pitcher in both formats. All right. Well, those are some hitters and pitchers to consider. We've got more for you. Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. This morning, I just responded to about 50 emails in the inbox. I got some more in the show notes. Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. A uh, real quick question. Who is the number two starting pitcher in the rankings on the Cleveland Indians? Are we ready to make this change yet? Are you ready to take a look at yourself and make that change? I'll make that change. Why not? All right. Why not? Power, power, Let's man. Good. Just because I'm tired of having to talk about it every <laughs> that's, time that's, he starts. That's, that's good process. Right, how about yeah. you, Heath? <laughs> um, Bauer over Carrasco yet? I probably won't, no. All right, all right. Well, at least I was able to badger one of them into it. Any more weekend standouts? Let me give you two pitchers. One who I think is is worth streaming this week, especially in an RP spot. And one I want to see how you feel about him long term. Mike Miner. Mike Miner in his last three starts has given up six earned runs in 19 innings, only 13 strikeouts. But he has faced Houston at the Rockies and at the Twins. And he has San Diego this week. Uh, so, yeah, that's – I'm looking more and more at streaming one-start pitchers rather than two-star – like, I prefer two-star pitchers, but if I can't get one, streaming one-star pitchers is not necessarily a bad idea. It's not a bad idea when they're RP eligible, and this is an elite matchup. Is that game at San Diego? or yeah, uh, home, home, home. It's at home? Yeah. So that's not quite as good. San Diego getting an extra hitter, hitter in the lineup. They won't have to hit their pitcher. But, no, I would I'd be, I would probably have to have two top 12 closers to not start Mike Miner at a relief pitcher spot this week. And you yeah. really stream one-star pitchers? Like, how sorry is the state of your pitching staff when you have to stream a one-star guy? Uh, I mean, look, it's not like I have to do it in every league, but one another guy that I'm looking to pick up for a start this week in a daily league is Mike Leak. He's about 55%, he's, yeah, 55% owned, he's pitching well, and he's got the Royals at home this week. So, like, a two-start Kevin Gosman or a one-start Mike Leak. Like, Gosman has tough matchups this week. I think he has the Mariners and the Angels. I don't really trust him against tough matchups. Mike Leak against the Royals at home. I think that's a that's a great chance for a win. Uh and he's pitching well and he's usually very good at safe go. So I I mean I don't think it's crazy to go with a one start streamer. I, I, I think I, I'd start the two star Gosman. I mean Maybe like, Leak is not a not Leak is by definition untrustworthy, you know? Like he's otherwise he'd be must own. But the Royals? 
Like even yeah, Dallas Keuchel did well against the Royals. I mean, look at Domingo Herman, who's a much more talented pitcher. Look what he did against the Rays. Domingo like, Herman has happen. no track record. I, I mean, like he's what, look at his previous three stars. Look at the stars awesome. before that. Including look at the two stars the Mariners, before that. One of the guys you think Kevin Gosman can be. Look at the starts one before the that. Look at the starts before look that. Okay, but look at the three after that. Look, his ERA is over five, Scott. This is his first time pitching. You, because of What's the swing Mike and strikes. What's Mike Leak's ERA? What's Mike, Le- Mike Leak's ERA? 4.1? Uh, it's 4.11. Uh-huh. It's, we know who he is. He's a fly ball pitcher. He's good in big ballparks. He's facing the Royals. I'm not saying I'd start him over Domingo Armand if Domingo Armand were facing the Royals. Oh, look, it, this doesn't have to be a Gosman versus Leak start. I just think that you can stream one-star pitchers. Against look, there are so many bad teams in baseball now. It's a different landscape. There are teams that just don't care, don't want to win. They're tanking. The Royals are among those teams. They they have an awful lineup. I, I assure you, the players on the field want to win. Yeah, after. but they're not good enough. Like they're they're just awful. Like they can't hit. they even this team. the worst team in baseball is going to win thirty five percent of the time. But I'm just saying there are a lot of really bad teams, which means there are a lot of really good matchups for pitchers. Yeah. All right. The Royals are one of them. doesn't matter. Just stream whoever you want off wait, the wait, but wire. No, Leak... no sense in investing in Scott. good pitchers, guys. You can just get whoever's facing oh my the hot Chris tried to tell us that three fine. months ago. Scott, Scott, can you try not to misinterpret my argument anymore? Mike Leak is not just uh, some scrub. I mean, Mike Leak is an, is an average close. fantasy he's, pitcher. He's, he's somebody you stream when he's making two stars. Okay. I am it, going to hedge here. Adam, at with the Royals at home, with his track record at home over the last couple of years in big ballparks, Mike Leak is a good one-start streamer this week. Of course he I is. I would not stream him over a two-start pitcher. But there there are rosters I have where I would consider streaming Mike Leak with one start at home against the Royals. I'm in six leagues. I'm going to start Mike Leak in one, maybe two leagues. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and, and these are daily leagues. I don't have to invest in him for an entire week. I just, you know, you just add drop. That, that's streaming. That's all it is. I've identified a guy who has a good matchup, and I want to go with him. Um, all right. Zach Eflin is the other one I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you know, he's got a 344 ERA. He's got more than a strikeout per inning. He's got a good whip, I believe. And he's got a 228 ERA in his last four starts. Zach Eflin, 41% owned. And I'm, I'm not interested this week. He's got the Yankees. But he's got a, a 304 BABIP. And I think the peripherals look pretty solid for Eflin. What do you guys are you encouraged at all? Do you think he's under owned at forty one percent? Not really. I wanted really badly to look at the peripherals and say or very badly and say no Eflin way, but I couldn't because you're right, Adam, the peripherals mostly look legit. Now the track record is pretty terrible and the minor league performance is not anything to get excited about, but he is striking out more batters than he has in the past. The control has always been good, and it's very good right now. His FIP, his ex-FIP, his Sierra, those numbers all look like a mid-3s ERA is pretty much what he is. Okay. Big news. Roberto Ozu. Okay, so actually the I think the main stuff that happened over the weekend was in the bullpens. Uh, that's probably the, the headliners here. But Roberto Ozuna suspended 75 games, but he is eligible to return on August 4th. The suspension is retroactive to May 8th. So, Arodas Vizcaino is also on the DL. I did add uh, some relievers this week. I know Tapera is still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, Clipper got the save yesterday. Tapera came in with the bases loaded in the eighth and gave up a three-run double. Then he pitched the ninth. Then Clipper got the save in the tenth. Tapera also got a save on Saturday. Um, 
Scott, your take on the Blue Jays situation. Yeah, it was technically a blown save for Tapera, even though he allowed no runs and one hit. It was just inherited runners, but that's how blown saves work. Um, if it didn't go to extra innings, I assume he would have, I mean, I assume he would have gotten a four out save there. And I don't know that he's lost any ground, even though he technically got a blown save. I think he's still the guy to own, but obviously, it wasn't a good look for him blowing that lead. Uh, okay. Arodas Viscaino on the DL. Scott, who do we want in the Braves bullpen? Well, Mentor was who they were saving to get the save yesterday. They scored a couple runs in the eighth. Didn't have to, didn't end up being a save situation. Or I guess it was the ninth. No, it was the eighth. Um, Winkler, uh, I, I think it could be a matchup thing between him and Winkler, but, Mentor's probably the guy to own. And I, I don't think it's going to be a long-term absence for Vizcaino, so it may not be crucial for anybody to add either of these two. Gary Sanchez left with a groin injury, likely headed to the DL. Austin Romine will be the Yankees' primary catcher. Travis Shaw is dealing with a wrist issue. I'd be careful starting Shaw this week. Hopefully you get some updates on that. Michael Waku could miss a month. Tyler Skaggs will start today. You Darvish will make a rehab start today. He's making good progress. Nick Senzel out for the season with a torn tendon in his finger. Shohei Otani could return as a DH until his elbow heals. We'll hopefully get more news on that this week. And Ronald Acuna could be back as early as tomorrow. Let's do some starter sit. Let's start with Ronald Acuna. Starter sit Acuna. Sit. Starter sit Chris Bryant. He's missed two straight games with a sore shoulder. Do they play today? I don't. Yes. Yes, they do. If he's in the lineup, I start him. Yes. I mean, yeah, if he's in the lineup. Um, but I'm still, I'm still having a hard time recalibrating to the world with the 10 day DL. Like it seems like anytime somebody misses two or three games, it's just so easy for the team to put them on the DL, even if they don't think it's going to be a, much of an absence. So, um, I, if he's not in the lineup, I think you have to sit. Yeah. Chris Bryant, Lorenzo Kane. Starter sit. Felt like a start to me. Like, they, he had groin tightness, been a little beat up. Seems truly day to day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we don't really know. I mean, it's a tough spot to put you guys in. Starter it, sit. It is like five outfielder league probably starting. Three outfielder maybe not. Uh, how about Adam Eaton? He has sat three of the last four games. Of course, Adam Eaton. I actually dropped him in a league. This weekend, one where I had to take, make a tough decision. Um, it was the only way to get Shane Bieber on the roster. Obviously, I have three outfielders who I think are worth starting apart from him. Uh, but it, it, uh, it's been frustrating the playing time since he came back. He sat out two games in a row this weekend. Yep. And three out of four. So Eaton's probably, well, look, he hasn't been that good anyway. So you can get away from him. Uh, Brandon Nimmo left with a sore pinky. X-rays were negative. We'll try to get him up to see if he's playing today. He is. 7 o'clock game. Uh, they, I think they're going to do an MRI, though, on Nimmo. Robbie the Ray. The Mets are playing. Not not necessarily Nimmo. Yeah, the Mets are playing. Just to be clear. Uh, yeah. Could Robbie Ray be back this week, guys? Yes. I think they are actually expecting him to be back this week. I would not start him until I see him make a start. And then I wouldn't either. Gene Segura has missed four straight games with an arm infection. Which was surprising. Didn't think he would miss that much time. And they do not play today. So Gene Segura is going to be a tough one for you. 
All right, Heath, uh, any other interesting ad drops for you this weekend? I think we pretty much covered all of the guys that I added and dropped. I did think um, – I didn't have room for him in my leagues, but I do think Derek Rodriguez is still a little bit under-owned. He had another nice start this weekend. Again, he's another guy that has a sub-4 ERA, and everything looks like it's pretty legit. Another very good control pitcher. Uh, he's 9% owned. Yeah, Derek Rodriguez. Now, he, we liked him because he had the, the Padres and the Marlins, right? And apparently nobody mm-hmm. nobody benefited from that. I did. I started him. I started him in uh, a roto league, but um, I probably I think I dropped him already. <laughs> I, and I, I think feel, you. Well, I feel like I, I feel like it's limited upside for Rodriguez because I, I mean I I think at a best case scenario he's somebody like Mike League, which you know in in broad broad terms of all baseball pitchers is pretty good in mixed league context is like I was saying before streamable and that's it um and then i i think the it's easy to tell a story about we talked about just very briefly yuli guriel but he was so so bad in april and then in may he seemed to get part of his skills back but just no power at all and in june he's got the power back and he had that hand injury at the beginning of the year Listen, Yuli Gurriel in the month of June has been an absolute monster. 358, 388, 556 slugging percentage. Yeah. He should be more than 57% off. But up until this weekend, he had only one home run, and he's hit two uh, Saturday and Sunday he homered. Uh, he had more doubles, but yes, you're right. Right. Oh, yeah, he had a, a big one, doubles 105 race. ISO entering yesterday. But, you know, he was coming back from that broken handmade bone, which uh Chris was – Telling us at the time, it takes longer for players to get power back. So maybe that's starting now. Maybe. I mean, it's two games, so it's hard to say conclusively, but, um, we're not going to know that it's back until we're well in it. And Guriel, over the last 28 days, he is the number nine first baseman in points leagues. He pretty much never walks, also doesn't strike out much. And Guriel is the number six in Roto at first base over the last 28 days. Um, all right, Scott, any other interesting ad drops for you, sir? I looked at John Gant in a couple of deeper leagues. He's and he's the one who's replacing um, uh, Michael Waka in the Cardinals rotation and got a couple of starts earlier this year. Wasn't terrible. Actually, really good numbers at AAA. He's a pretty good ground ball pitcher. And he's immediately making two starts because he's starting today. And he's relief pitcher eligible. Those were deeper leagues, though, where I looked at him. Certainly not the standard mixed format. And I ended up getting outbid for him, I think, in both. Uh, okay. You also added Alan Hansen, right? Yeah. In our 16-team yeah. league. Yeah, we need a replacement second baseman, possibly for Chris Taylor, who's sat out a few games. It seems like one of those situations where it's going to be easy to put him on the DL. And I think his playing time is pretty much assured now that – um Mac Williamson got sent to the minors. Hopefully regain his power stroke down there. Been pretty rough for him since coming back from a concussion. But for now, it looks like Hansen's going to be the primary left fielder. They have played him at third base, left field, second base, shortstop. So uh, Hansen's going to have a lot of – I think he just gained third base eligibility. These are deep league guys. Uh, I added A.J. Minter. I dropped Fernando Romero. I added John Jay in a 12-team roto league. 
Let's see if we can get another couple of good weeks out of him, get some runs scored, some batting average. He is on the top ten sleeper hitters list for this week, John Jay. Yeah, look, leading off for a team that's no longer a bad lineup and no longer an easy matchup. The Diamondbacks have certainly come around. Uh, I dropped Gerard Dyson. I, I'm sorry. This, he's not stealing enough to justify the horribleness in every other category. And I picked up his Drupal Cabrera and dropped Greg Bird in a 12-team head-to-head points league because I need some third-base insurance in case uh, Chris Bryant doesn't play, and as Drupal has been, I think, pretty solid lately. Uh, we're going to take a look at the most added list. We told you who's on the top three of the most added list. It's those three pitchers. Freddie Peralta, Shane Bieber, Shelby Miller. So I, I guess I never really got an answer, Heath. Uh, do you like Peralta or Bieber better? I will take Peralta still. Peralta, okay. And he has two starts coming up this week, and the matchups are pretty good, if I remember, for Peralta. They are Cincinnati as one of them. Does he only have one start? No, he's got two. Where are you, Fred? He's, he should have two. Uh, he's got the Royals at home and at Cincinnati. And if anything, that's just the tiebreaker. You'd much rather start him this week. Sam Dyson. <laughs> A lot of bullpen stuff to talk about. Sam Dyson's fourth on the most added list. Uh, Brent Suter is fifth. Remember, it's, it's a lot of two-star pitchers. Suter uh, is not a two-star pitcher from what I see. Frankie Montas is on the most added list. He is a two-star pitcher. One of them is at Detroit. It's a great matchup. Uh, Ryan Tapera, 44% owned. How about Jan Gomes? We never talk about him. He's eighth or ninth <laughs> on the most added list. Scott, Jan Gomes is 54% owned. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd say he's on the most added list because people are trying to replace Sanchez. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Like he, that seems like what his role is. Like he gets some at bats. He's not totally powerless, and he plays a position where there's obviously not going to be anybody exciting on the waiver wire. So maybe that's all there is to it. It's just Sanchez got hurt. Two of the two star pitchers that we talked about last week, we weren't sure if they were going to make two starts. Jonathan Loizaga, who looks like a no. Yeah, looks like a no. The Yankees are putting Luis Sessa in their rotation on Wednesday for a start. Mm-hmm. So no on Loizaga, but I, like I said, I think that's better because I'd rather him be in a one-start week against the. Actually, like I don't want to start him at Philadelphia the way Philadelphia has been hitting. <laughs> but I still don't want him to make that second start against Boston. And the other one was Steven Matz with Vargas on the DL. Steven Matz, are you more confident that he makes two starts this week? I actually wasn't when I went through this yesterday afternoon, updating my two-start pitcher rankings, the Mets. Um, they play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're off Thursday. Thursday, right. So they only have six games, and Seth Lugo starting today. So it would be, I mean, they'd basically be going four-man this week. That would be the only way Mats could get a start. And I just don't, I, maybe they will, but I don't expect them to. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, but I think that they might, but yeah. It's, if you start Steven Matz, the problem is, God, the reason why I want to start Steven Matz is because the Marlins are his second start. And uh can't be so sure that he's making it. I mean, my my approach with these two-start pitcher rankings, I actually have. There are quite a few that are that show up on under your two-start pitchers tab on the ta- uh, on the website this week that I don't have in my rankings. I prefer an abundance of caution because 
particularly for like the Steven Matz class of pitcher. The only reason you'd be starting them is because you're expecting two starts. Well, if you can't really count on the two starts, I don't want to mislead you in my column into right. thinking you should start them. Right, right. Okay, so we are talking about streaming, a lot of streaming. How about Lightstream? Lightstream is an awesome company, and you need to go to lightstream.com slash strike, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash strike. Check it out. What is Lightstream? Well, if you want to start paying less interest on your credit card debt, how about doing that today with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream? Lightstream rewards consumers who have good credit, with a great interest rate and no fees, you can get a credit card consolidation loan from 5.49% APR with AutoPay. This will help you save thousands of dollars in interest. Everything's online. The application is 100% online, and you can even get your funds as soon as today. Our listeners can get an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates, but the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash strike. Again, that's L-I-G-H-T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash strike. All right? You need uh, some help with the credit card debt. Lightstream.com slash strike. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes a .50% auto pay discount available only when you select auto pay prior to loan funding. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit Lightstream.com for important information about limits on Lightstream loans and same-day funding. All right, what do we got? We got the bullpen. So... Who's out there that you guys want? Like Zach Britton got a save. Sergio Romo is the closer. Um, Brandon Morrow, if you need a Brandon Morrow replacement while he's on the DL. Pedro Strope pitched in the seventh inning yesterday and was terrible, but he's had a good year. Uh, Blake Parker appears to be the closer. Justin Anderson was brutal on Saturday. Bud Norris back close. Yeah, I mean, he's more owned. Um, Sir Anthony Dominguez struggled on Sunday. He got a save on Saturday. Tim Hill got a save for the Astros on Friday for the Royals at the Astros. Yeah, what do you guys think? I, there was really a lot going on in bullpens, a lot of uncertainty. Who's out there, yeah. Heath or Scott or Adam? Or a lot of uncertainty, I think, is is the key point. Uh, was, was Sir Anthony Dominguez used like closer yesterday? I know he blew the lead. He came uh, in I, in the eighth, that, I want to say. Yeah, well, he Which was for used him like could a, be. he was used like a traditional closer. Came in for the ninth with a two-run lead. I think it was on Saturday, which was interesting because I wasn't sure we were ever going to see him used like that. And maybe we won't now that he blew Sunday's game. So I don't, I don't know. Like I, I would have been all excited about picking up him up if not for what happened yesterday. Uh, I and I think because there is so much uncertainty. And these bullpens, you could throw the Astros bullpen in there, even though we didn't get much chance to see what they're thinking over the weekend. Like somebody like Kyle Bearclaw, who's just been brilliant of late and is for sure the Marlins closer. Like he seems like an easier choice to pick up and start right now than any of those other guys. And in that same vein, uh, Joaquin Soria is still doing the same thing that he's been doing. He is still not giving up a run since May 18th. And he picked up another another save on Friday. I think his seventh or eighth in a row. So he's yeah. forty nine percent owned. Bear Claw's fifty seven. Dominguez is fifty eight. And like in theory, I like Dominguez more, but I feel like those other two are more startable than him right now. And it's kind of interesting because you never know when the saves are going to come. Like like when Soria was basically, it was clear that he was the closer. 
And when Bearclaw got the job, it was easy to be like, well, the teams are terrible. They're not going to get that many saves. But if you need saves, Bearclaw's got a pretty decent amount since he's become this closer. And Soria, for sure, has had a good amount since he's become officially the closer. I don't know if they ever said it, but, you know, since they started using him exclusively as the closer. Uh, we got a news flash here. Uh, Heath and I are about to complete a trade. Heath and I are about oh. to complete a trade. You were negotiating it on the DL. Actually, I meant to uh, send a trade offer to Scott. Oh, I did send it to Scott. On the down low, by the way, not disabled list. Before I understand I, it's confusing. Before it's on a I, um, Scott, before I make this trade with Heath, I'm going to give you the opportunity to accept the trade I sent you. This is crazy town, but <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll just accept the Heath trade. All right, <laughs> Heath is going to give me Paul Goldschmidt and Sonny Gray, and I'm going to give Heath. Jacob DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, and Ezdrubal Cabrera. And we are done. So I get Goldschmidt and Gray. You get DeGrom, Stroman, and Ezdrubal Cabrera. Scott, grade the trade. Who won? Uh, it seems genuinely. This is a point. It, it seems like a C. A C. Yeah, I think it's pretty even. Thank you, uh, Heath. It's a points league? I thought it was Roto. That was points, points league. Hmm. I may rather have DeGrom. That's fine. That's fine. I probably, I just, my team is so bad. We had to shake it up. I'm tired of starting, uh, Ian Desmond or Justin Smoke <laughs> or Greg Bird at first base. We needed a closer. Um, plus Sonny Gray is so good, you know. All right. Now, uh, thank <laughs> you. Let's move on. Chris Archer will likely be back after the all-star break. Joey Gallo has been playing through hamstring tightness for much of the season. That's interesting. Uh, not sure what's going on with Walker Bueller. I read that he could return without a rehab assignment, but then it seemed like, Little bit of a delay. Not sure what's going on with Bueller, to be quite honest. Mike Soroka's on the DL with shoulder inflammation. Might not be a long-term stint for Soroka. But I, you know, he did say he didn't really have arm strength, Soroka, in his latest outing, which was not a good one at Toronto. Tim Beckham could return today, and Austin Hedges could be back soon if you are in AL only or NL only leagues. Jose Arena's on the DL with a shoulder impingement. Jason Vargas on the DL. Aaron Sanchez and Jaime Garcia are on the DL. Caleb Smith is headed for the DL. So a lot of pitchers biting the dust. Fernando Romero, Mac Williamson, Domingo Santana, all sent to triples, to AAA. Domingo Santana, we are gonna have to rewrite Kokomo. Oh man. <laughs> what a shame. What a bust. Hey, I, I think they kind of screwed that up. You think so? I don't, like, I understand in their current situation, they don't really have a place for Domingo Santana, and I don't think he's the type of player that can just play part of the time and be really good. It doesn't seem, but they should have traded him before the season for a starting pitcher. Even if it was just an average starting pitcher, that'd be better than what they're running out there two or three times a week. So they screwed that up. Bad job, Brewers. Dylan Covey left his Saturday start with foot soreness. Daniel Megnan has an injury. Uh, Clay Buckholtz left with side tightness. Shelby Miller starting today. Michael Franco left with back tightness. And the Oakland A's, as it stands right now, are a very good matchup when the game is in Oakland and a very bad matchup when the game is not in Oakland. The A's have set an MLB record for uh, consecutive road games with a home run. They have homered in 25 straight road games. The A's have the second highest road OPS in baseball and the third lowest home OPS. Let's uh, see if there are any other hitters to talk about. Double dongs from the weekend. Nelson Cruz, Frank Franklin Barreto. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, Yadier Molina, Enrique Hernandez, Cody Bellinger. Scotty boy? 
So the double dongers. So Aguilar, we talked about. Um, he did sit Sunday, like you said. He is like he's the Brewers' best hitter, and they were even talking about that after that game he won. I guess it was Friday when he hit the double dongs. Uh, that was a brilliant start by Jack Flaherty. He gave up only one hit. It was to Aguilar, and then Aguilar hit a walk off in the ninth. Also, um, yeah, I I think he's must own. The only thing that keeps him from being must start is the chance he's going to sit twice a week. Okay, uh, and Yadier Molina is just two years in a row now with power. Yeah, he's been really really good. And Cody Bellinger, I don't know if you missed your chance to buy low, but uh, he had a nice weekend. So Derek Dietrich is probably the only other hitter that I feel like we need to talk about that we haven't. So he just homered three straight days. They were at Coors Field. But you look at the 28 games before the Colorado series. Derek Dietrich hit 355 with five home runs. He did have a 431 Babbitt, but he had a 10-10 OPS. Dietrich still consistently sitting against lefties, although they, he did not sit against a lefty on Saturday. Uh, Heath, is Derek Dietrich under-owned at 42%? I've really struggled with this whole Derek Dietrich thing because I did think he was a little bit undervalued coming into the year because I thought he would play every day. He's not really doing that, though. And, yes, his numbers look really good for the time that he has played, but he still, for the year, has a 368 BABIP, and he's a career 310 guy. He still has a 16% home run to fly ball rate when he's a career 11% guy. I just I don't think this is real enough to make him somebody that should be owned in more than half of leagues. All right, Derek Dietrich. And how did your uh, how did your drafts go on the draft app, Heath? I got crushed <laughs> on Friday. It was the first time this season that I've put out three or four contests for the listeners, and they beat me in all of them. I felt like an azer. Hey, man, <laughs> I, I, that's a terrible feeling. Terrible feeling. Yes, I'm sorry yes. about that. But it was still fun. It was still fun to do those drafts, and that's the point. Uh, win or lose, you're gonna have a good time because, right, and that's the thing with fantasy baseball, fantasy football, whatever it is that you play, doesn't, I mean, obviously you wanna win, but it's just so fun to do the drafts. It's just so fun to have new teams, it's so fun to root for new players. So on the draft app, it's not like the other daily fantasy sites. No salary caps. We're doing snake drafts on draft. Snake drafts are the best part of fantasy sports. Uh, and another great part is you get a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit if you use the promo code FB today, FB today. So we're on there. You can compete against us. If you use the code FB today when you make your first deposit, you'll automatically be following me, Big Kane Two. Just go to the uh, your app store and search Draft, or go to Draft.com. Enter the promo code FB today. Play for cold hard cash. Get paid out the next day. They start at just one dollar. There's a draft out there for everyone. And if you like fantasy baseball, you're going to love the Draft app. Studs being studs. Let's talk about some pitchers. Tell me if this means anything to you. Chris Sale, 13 strikeouts and 7 scoreless innings. His career ERA by month. March and April, 282. May, 267. June, 266. July, 266. August, 322. September, 378. They are, are they being a little cautious with Chris Sale? That's what they talked about at the beginning of the year that they're going to kind of ease up on the workload, make sure he's ready for um, the playoffs. Thus far, through 17 starts, he has thrown about 10 fewer innings than he threw, 11 fewer innings than he threw each of the previous two seasons through uh, through 17 starts. I guess is there any fantasy analysis here on Chris Sale with all the data that I just gave or, or no? 
I mean, I think he's the second best pitcher in fantasy. I'd rather have them than Kluber, even though Kluber's been, I think, outscored oh, him this year. Really? Yeah, I think a lot of that's different in win-loss record and not really anything we should be paying attention to. Kluber's strikeout rate is not near what it was last year. It's barely over one per inning. He's still number three on my list, but I'd rather have Sale. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh Jose Barrios, Trevor Bauer, Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel. Jose Barrios, Trevor Bauer, Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel. How do you rank them? Let's see. Bauer, Barrios, Corbin, Keuchel. Yeah. Yeah. Barrios has been pitching out of his mind since it was really just that three-start rough patch where he wasn't fooling anybody and wasn't getting any strikeouts, and that kind of skews the entire season line because since then, uh last eight starts since then, he's just been unbelievable, as good as any pitcher in baseball. Yeah, it looks like Barrios and Bauer may really have jumped into the ace tier. Or, you know, if they're not, they're not Scherzer, they're not Sale, but, right? I mean, right, right there. I mean, even, like, it's still a clear top, uh, three. I guess we leave Kershaw out, obviously, because he's hurt and hasn't pitched well even when he's been healthy. I guess he's back from the DL, but it was, he didn't look good in that first start. Um, but even like somebody like Garrett Cole, who I rank tops of that next group, you look at what he's done in his last nine starts, 360 ERA, 1.6 home runs per nine. Uh, pretty good, I mean, really good K rate still, but not like he's double striking out double digit hitters anymore like he was the first month and a half. So it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a clear next tier there after those top three. I want to create a new category. Uh, just so I can talk about Jose Rios, it's the high quality start. Seven innings pitched with less, two runs or less allowed. He has eight of those Oof, already this wow. year. Terrific. He's got .95 whip Jose Rios. And then I'm wondering if now is the time to try to get something for Dallas Keuchel. Because his last two starts have been good, but they've been against Kansas City. And in his last start, I mean, four ground ball outs, eight fly ball outs, I believe. Uh. Yeah, that's not, that's not the Keuchel I know. I try, so here's what, here's what, <laughs> I don't know if this has happened to anyone out there. You let me know. I've got Optimum Cable and I've got uh MLB Extra Innings. Every time I record a game, every time I record a game, I get the Spanish broadcast. It is the dumbest and weirdest thing. So I recorded the Royals-Astros game because I wanted to see Dallas Keiko and I watched it the next day. And I couldn't really get anything out of it because I couldn't listen to the announcers because they were talking in Spanish. But um, I think Keiko is a is trying to be a different pitcher, and I just don't know that it, it, that it's going to really work for him. So, like, I'm not saying he's crap or anything, but there's just no way I value him now the way I valued him at the start of the season. I, well, I value him pretty similarly, maybe a little bit lower than I did at the start of the year, but I value him just a, a, I love higher than Marcus Stroman just because Stroman's only made one start. But I value he and Stroman pretty similarly. I mean, he's kind of dropped to Marcus Stroman level in terms of getting ground balls, and uh, his swinging strike rate is, I think, the lowest of his career, or the lowest since his rookie season when we didn't think Dallas Keigel was anything special. You know, we thought he was just basically some space filler in the rotation back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, it's been a bad year, and I don't know what's changed for him, but it's been bad. Studs being studs part two. Jack Flaherty, Shaw Manaya. Nick Pavetta, 
who really only struggled when he was dealing with like pouring rain in the fourth inning last night. And John Gray with a great start against the Marlins. Jack Flaherty, Sean Manaya, Nick Pavetta, John Gray. Do we have anything smart to say about that group? I think better days are ahead for John Gray. His, like, I, I, he had a pretty good year last year, but my concern about him was it was a mediocre swinging strike rate despite a decent strikeout rate. Uh, and I wasn't sure particularly, obviously, the, the biggest issue for him is where he pitches his home games. But then you add that secondary concern in there and how would it go? His, his swinging strike rate this year though is through the roof and he's been getting a ton of strikeouts lately. It's just been, um, you know, big hits here and there kind of blowing up the ERA. I, I think better days are ahead though. Gray is 84% owned. He does have 112 strikeouts and only 27 walks and 88 innings. And, his home ERA and his road ERA are almost identical, and that's just never been a problem for Gray. You know, he he's always he's been better at home than on the road in his career. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, like I, I think if Gray were being so bad at home, I'd be more concerned. But that's not the issue. So yeah, I, I, I get I hear what you're saying, my friend Heath. Anybody in there that you want to talk about? Jack Flaherty's a stud, absolute stud. That's all I've got to say. Okay. Jack Flaherty, very good. Very good player. He does have the Indians this week. Any concern there? Uh, I'm starting him. Okay. Studs being duds. These guys are owned in more than 80% of leagues. That's why they are studs. Not because yeah, they're You better add that studs. qualifier with the first name on this list. Well, with a few of them. <laughs> I mean, like, almost all of I, I don't know if there's one stud on this list. Like, I've... At the end of my rope with Jose Quintana, Julio Teran, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tanner Roark, Jose Quintana, and Marco Gonzalez. Is there a stud on this list? Julio Teran, Eduardo Rodriguez, Tanner Roark, Jose Quintana, Marco Gonzalez. I might move Jose Quintana down out of that range. I've been, you know, there there had been a lot of good starts recently. In fact. Uh, prior to this weekend's outing, which obviously four and runs on nine hits at five innings, that's not very good. But prior to that, he had a three, a 275 ERA in 10 starts. Yeah. But it's misleading because only like less than half of those starts did he go six innings or more. They keep pulling him before he gets through six innings. And that was the key to his success prior to joining the Cubs was Okay, slightly below average K rate, but a solid ERA and a lot of innings. And you remove the innings part from that equation, he's clearly not a stud. So I, you know, the fact that he's had enough bad starts to inflate the season long ERA combined with that, the innings thing, I, I, yeah, I think he's out of that group for me. Uh, I might actually prefer Eduardo Rodriguez. I, I'm, he might actually be closer to being a stud. Adam, I think Julio Teran might actually be less useful in fantasy than Mike Leake. <laughs> Just to clarify, Scott was talking about Jose Quintana, who he might move behind Eduardo Rodriguez. Heath does not like Julio Teran, who's 83% owned. So I'm guessing it, you'd be at fine. least with Mike Leake, we have this idea that we will start him at home against bad offenses. We will start him in big parks against bad offenses. Julio Teran against the Baltimore Orioles, who are just disgustingly bad. Seven runs. He has an ERA of 4.5. And all of his peripherals still say he's fortunate to have an ERA that low. The only thing that, that you know, got me interested in Tehran was he came off the DL. He struck out 11 Padres in six scoreless innings. 
and his velocity was up, and he had six talked about no it. hit innings. Yeah, six no hit innings. That's right, with three walks. He's actually Julio Tehran has walked exactly three batters in seven straight starts, which is weird. But the velocity was up. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. check it right now. And it was up again time. in this oh, start. All right, you're, you it already was, did. It was, <laughs> um, you know, in. It had, it had gotten down there for a stretch during the year, and apparently he was dealing with, I think it was a shoulder issue since the beginning. Uh, and you think maybe that time on the DL allowed it to rest and get healthy again, which caused the velocity to go up. But, I mean, just the lack of predictability and the fact that when it goes wrong, it goes way wrong. It's, uh, yeah, I think he's probably overowned. I and agree I, with Heath. I just don't trust Marco Gonzalez against tough matchups. I mean, I, I talked about this last time. He just doesn't do well against tough matchups. Good news is, Royals at home this week for Marco Gonzalez. Start him. Um, other pitchers. Let's skip around a little bit. Fringy starting pitchers part one. The pretty big group here of pitchers owned in 65 to 79% of leagues. Domingo Herman, dreadful at Tampa Bay, and I'm sitting him against Boston this week. Rich Hill, bad at the Mets. Don't actually know his matchup this week, I'm sorry. Luke Weaver, a little bit of a redemption start against uh, at Milwaukee on Sunday. Nine strikeouts and five and two-thirds, two runs. Carlos Rodon finally had a, well, I guess it wasn't that good of a matchup because the A's on the road have the second highest OPS, and he went eight innings and gave up just two runs, only two, only three strikeouts. Andrew Heaney. Chase Anderson, Joe Musgrove, Luis Castillo, Mike Montgomery, Junior Guerra. I don't even know what to do with this list. It's so big. Um, who's a <laughs> who's a must-own player? Erman, Hill, Weaver, Rodon, Heaney, Anderson, Musgrove, Stephen Wright. I didn't mention him. Oh, yikes. Ten, ten runs on Friday. Luis Castillo, Mike Montgomery, Junior Guerra. Who's a must-own player, Scott? I think the must-own is still Domingo Herman. There were a lot. I I was actually surprised at how negative uh, the response was to yesterday's start on Twitter, given how brilliant he was in the first of his two starts this week, and you know it it, it didn't go wrong enough to ruin his production in the two starts, and and the fact that it was three brilliant starts in a row, the fact he has um, a top five swinging strike rate in baseball. Somebody was pointing out to me, for instance, that he has a high hard contact rate. Well, you look at the the hard contact leaders among pitchers, the leaderboard for that, and you look at the hard the leaderboard for swinging strikes. You look this year, you look last year, you look the year before. Go back as far as you want, and it's clear which stat has the greater correlation, the bigger correlation with greatness. I mean, there are pitchers all over the map on the hard contact um, leaderboard, so that doesn't really mean anything to me. Herman has amazing stuff. He's going to have bad starts sometimes. Every pitcher has bad starts sometimes, but I still want him. And um, if he has a bad start against Boston, okay. Let's see what his next start is. If he has three bad starts in a row, then maybe we could talk about dropping him. But I think it's way too early, given the excitement he filled us all with prior to this out. <laughs> he filled us all with. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, no, I was the, I, I, the, I favorable, know. the favorable response on Twitter after that first start was like proportionate to the negative response yesterday. Like, there's been a lot of response. Yeah, he had Every no breaking he ball whatever yesterday. Whatever he does. <laughs> he had no breaking ball yesterday. He just got crushed. Two walks, 28 strikeouts in three starts, in the three starts before that. Um, all right, so let's go down the list. I just want a yes or no. Must own. Rich Hill. I think yes still. Okay. 
Luke Weaver. I mean, <laughs> they're all less than 80% owned, so te- if we're being really technical, then no, they're not must own. Well, I, I mean, maybe they shouldn't be less than 80% owned. I'm, I guess I'm saying I if, had, if they're available in your leagues, are you picking them up? I had a... I had a lot of drops for Luke Weaver programmed into the ad drops for last night, and I removed them after this start. I wanted to give him a little more time since, obviously, nine strikeouts and five and two-thirds innings is very good. Carlos Rodon. I'm still going to say yes. I'm I'm getting a little bit worried by the lack of strikeouts and the lack of swinging strikes, but the control has been much better. He didn't have any walks in these eight innings. I don't know if Carlos Rodon's ever thrown eight innings without walking someone in his whole life. And I thought before this that he was pretty close to must-own, so I'm going to say yes. I think he just needs to throw a slider more, and then the swinging strikes will be there. Because the swinging strike rate on that pitch has been as good as ever. All right, this uh, so is I think, he's, I think he's good. Taking too long. We're moving on to the next group. More fringies. Tell me who you want to add. Stroman, Duffy. Mike Leak, Trevor Williams, Clay Buckholtz. Stroman, Duffy, Leak, Williams, Buckholtz. Just Stroman. All right. Next group. Berea, Covey, Tyler Anderson, Zach Eflin, Ivan Nova, Clayton Richard, Zach Wheeler, Marco Estrada. Berea, Covey, Tyler Anderson, Eflin, Nova, Richard, Wheeler, Estrada. Uh... In a couple of leagues that are on the deeper end, I guess I was I was adding I was putting in claims for Estrada. Okay, because I think, yeah, he's, he's been, been much better his much last better. three starts, and that goes beyond just how many earned runs he's allowed in terms of what the changeups looked like, the swinging strikes he's gotten. He's been much better. I think I would consider in a deeper league streaming a one-start Berea against the Orioles this week. Okay. Yeah, Estrada is at Houston this week, so that's rough, but he's got a 175, yeah, 175 ERA, 5 walks, 26 Ks in 25 and 2 thirds in his last 4 starts. Deep Leagues, Anthony DiSclefani, Andrew Suarez, Mike Miner, Ian Kennedy, Trevor Richards, Wilmer Font, Alex Cobb, Adam Plutko, Derek Rodriguez, Eric Lauer. I don't expect everybody to remember those names, so I'm just, what you should pay attention to is the guys that Heath and Scott mentioned. That they might be interested in picking up in deeper leagues. Anyone guys? Start Mike, start Mike Miner as a relief pitcher this week. And even if you have an extra rest roster spot in a points league, I just picked him up in our only league that's a points league that allows same day ads on Mondays. Thank you, Adam. Oh, you're Just because I didn't, didn't want my opponent to start Mike Miner as a relief pitcher against me. And I think Derek Rodriguez, everything Scott said about him was right. He doesn't have the upside. But he's got more than 10% ownership upside. He should probably be owned in close to a quarter of leagues. All right. We'll take a look at today's matchups to end the show. Right now, let's read some emails. Steven from Indiana, dear Jerry, Rick, gearhead, and bird person. Yeah, what? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll look into that. Miguel Sano was recently dropped in my 20-team points league. He's a must-add, right? 20-team league? Yeah, 20-team league. Uh, I, I don't know that even 16-team league you would be must-add, but 20, I think, definitely is crossing the threshold there. You know, I told my wife we should watch Rick and Morty last night. She did not want to watch Rick and Morty. I've only seen one episode. Didn't really like it, but I want to give it another shot. That was Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, this is from The Vegan Pagan. Hey, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. 
I'm on holiday in Italy and I need to activate Kershaw, Peralta, and Lucchese. Whom do I drop? Montgomery, Lucchese. Pavetta, Guerra, Hughes, uh, Jared Hughes, I guess. I own Iglesias. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a surprisingly high number of saves for the Reds, even though he's not the closer. I would drop Guerra. I would drop well, Lucchese. Lucchese, yeah. yeah. Um, is it just one player he has to drop? I think so. Well, I mean, if it's only one, why dr- I, I drop Hughes? I mean, I guess he wants the insurance in case Iglesias. I'm gets going to assume he has to drop three because he's adding three. He's activating three. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I would not activate Lucchese. I'd activate him to the waiver wire. I would drop Hughes and I would drop Guerra. Yeah, if okay. it's three, then yeah. Great the trade from. Josh in Toronto. Hey, Carlton, Johnny, and Gary. Those are catchers. Traded Brian Dozier. Got Dallas Keuchel. You really wanted to make sure you you were the one that answered that right. <laughs> Gave up Dozier, got Keuchel. D. Yeah, that's not bad. I'd rather have Dozier. D. From Jake in Milwaukee. Dear Robin, Paul, Jim, and Raleigh. Those are Brewers. <laughs> 12-team head-to-head categories league. Grade the trade. Give Dylan Bundy and Justin Turner. Get Josh Donaldson. Give up Bundy and Turner for Donaldson. Who's Jim of Rob and Paul, Jim and Raleigh? Jim Brewer. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. I, I don't um, even know that they are Brewers. Well, it sounds good to me. I think the others, I mean... Yaunt and Molitor, the two most famous brewers ever, right? Wait, Yaunt? Yeah. I thought it was Yaunt. Yeah, I think it's Yaunt. Yaunt? Robin Yaunt? It sounded like you said the exact same thing twice there. You said (laughs) Yaunt. All right, what, what do we got? Bundy and Turner for Donaldson. I'd much, like, if you told me this was Bundy for Donaldson, I wouldn't be sure which side I preferred. Like Bundy's become pretty close to eighth level himself here recently. I I think this is a bad move. I think it's another D. Also, Jim is quite obviously Jim Gantner. Oh, him. Um, I think this is an never F. heard of him to be honest. I think this is an F. I might like Josh Donaldson might be the third best player in this deal or the best. There is still a possibility that Josh Donaldson comes back as the best. It is. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely possible, but it's a lot to give um, up, but it's a I, high upside I, play. Yeah. It's uh, a low downside. You play. have to you have to really like your pitching staff, I think, to make it worthwhile. I mean, Justin Turner hasn't Justin Turner hasn't done much of anything since coming back from DL. Maybe he's had the power issue with the broken handmade bone that uh we've seen from Guriel. But the play discipline still looks great. Pitch so hit homer yesterday. Right. All right, Brad in go. New Jersey. Hey, Brock, Phil, and Rhonda. I don't know them. Uh Grade the trade in a dynasty league. Give up Jake Bowers and Lance Lynn for Cole Hamels. Bowers and Lynn for Hamels in a dynasty league. Pretty sure Brock, Phil, and Rhonda are people who have done WWE. <laughs> Those are wrestlers. And, Those are wrestlers. And... and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give up okay, Jake Lester, Bowers and Lindsay. Uh, okay, so, I would, in a dynasty league, uh-huh. 
assuming you're keeping these players on equal terms, I think it's fine to trade these two for Hamels. It's probably like a C plus or D minus or a B minus even. Uh, but if you're keeping Bowers for much cheaper than you're keeping Hamels, then it's not a good move. D. All right, today's matchups. We're not starting Edwin Jackson. We're not starting Jordan Zimmerman. And we are going to start Tyler Skaggs. Are we going to start Brad Keller against the Angels? No. Yankees are at the Phillies. Loizaga at Velasquez. Hmm, uh, probably not. I would rather not, especially this early in the week. And I, I'm not starting Velasquez either. It's worth noting. Mariners at Orioles. Felix Hernandez at Andrew Kashner. Uh, need, uh, no, I'm fine starting Hernandez. I would really only start Hernandez if I get the two starts, probably. Tyone at Seth Lugo. I think you better uh, start Tyone. Yeah. Start him. Gio Gonzalez at Blake Snell. Yeah. Yeah, both yep. are fine. Shelby Miller at Dan Straley. No. Nope. Tyler Malley at Mike Fultonevich. I'd rather not. I Fulty's fresh off the DL. Otherwise, he'd be an easy start. Also, the Reds are hot. Let's sit Fulty this time. Lucchese at Hamels. Start Hamels. Yep. Hap at Verlander. Uh, I one. would start both, I think. Tough matchup for Hap, obviously. But I think he's... Proven he deserves to start even then. Okay. Clevenger at John Gant. Clevy. Not Gant. And we're going to guess the name. I know it because I just looked it up. But D. Underwood for the Cubs is starting against Kenta Maeda. Anybody know his first name? D. Underwood. It's Dwayne. No, you cheated. Dwayne Underwood. Dwayne. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Monday show. 13 games tonight. All right, not much of a break. We'll be back on Tuesday with more Fantasy Baseball Today. Today.